Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. I am the cleric. If I didn't already kind of hate these people, I might like them. I know like small folk. Next up on Jack's Antique Roadshow. Come on, shit fart. Nay. He looks at both of you like he's actually angry. She's the worst. All right, okay. Uh, we're, I, I, I'm going to go and take care. I, I'm just but a simple bard. Are those scones I smell? You, I mean, you don't get 38 damage in one hit that almost kills you without walking away scarred. <laughs> Shane, episode 37, back on track. MVP this week is Caleb from Discord. Thanks for joining us, Caleb. He found us on Reddit and became a fast fan. If you're enjoying Dice Shane, please leave us a review, whether it be on iTunes, Hubble, Podchaser. Reviews help tremendously with people finding us, and it makes us feel pretty good. Are we ready to do this? Yeah, I think so. I'm so late to this party, metaphorically, that the beer is all flat, the floors are sticky, everyone's gone home, is how late I am to this party. Well, that's an appealing picture. What party? I've been playing a lot of Skyrim this week. Oh! <laughs> you're like 10 years late. Yeah, I know. Literally, it was like 2011. Wasn't so it? late. Joey, you're still ahead of me. Yeah. You, don't worry, you got it. <laughs> Rob, you haven't played it yet? It's so good, I, Rob. It's a, whole other th- it's a whole other thing. It's I, so much like D&D. I'm right now. I'm pretending that I'm playing as Gandalf's great, great, great grandniece, or oh, something. That's super cute. Okay. I'm doing like a mage who also is like proficient one-handed with her sword. And, What's your character's name? Nice. Uh, Dreen of Cedar. Oh, Dreen that's so cool. Of Cedar. Yeah, I just like to spice up my character a little bit, get a little bit of like internal backstory just for my brain. I don't think oh. she knows that she's Gandalf, like related to Gandalf. Oh, at so all, you've gone her. like deep into the backstory to the point where like you've also connected how she, like. She doesn't understand she's part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were watching The Hobbit recently, and yeah. the dwarves, I mean, obviously, they're so important to that story, but then in Lord of the Rings, they really don't feature at all. So and true. to me, I was mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, maybe this world that Tolkien invented is like the antecedent of 
Skyrim because dwarves are a footnote in history. Like you can go to their, to their like abandoned fortresses, but the race doesn't exist anymore. They're so forgotten that they're actually called Doomer instead. Yes. They're like, what was that name? Some with a D. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is called Doomer. Doomer. So you're not a sneak archer. <laughs> I'm not a sneak archer. That's Harley's. Thing. Everyone's a sneak archer. Everyone's in a sneak archer. Because it's so always, OP. No. Yeah. I started out doing Kraloth, and then it's just like, oh, Kraloth uses a bow now. And exactly. he's in the Shadow Guild. No, man. I like to try and like switch it up. So I'm a, I'm a mage who's still proficient with with a sword. I'm She's not trying to min it. max the way we do subconsciously as yeah, gamers, where yeah. we're like, we'll play something a bit role playing wise, and then I'm like, okay, but this weapon's better. I'm gonna start using it. At first, I was like, okay, what's a house, Carl? I don't need this lackey to follow me around, like Lydia whoever and then now she's my best friend <laughs> of course Lydia no <laughs> don't step on that trigger and golf yourself in flame she's my friend friend pack mule alex you played skyrim haven't you yes <laughs> so you're at least on the train so only rob hasn't been i've got the impression that skyrim's a little bit self-directed in that there's a million different little side quests you could go on yes it's- oh it's so frustrating I can do in a in a game like Mass Effect mm. where there there's a little bit of branching, but it's also like, hey, go do a Star Trek adventure over here, come back to the ship, chatter out whatever you did. There's a bit of a more of a hub, I think. And when I get mm. on a game that's like Skyrim or something, I just spider out in a million ways and then lose momentum and lose my connection to the main thrust. Mm. Of, Wait, but aren't I a Dragonborn? How many squashes do I need to go get? Yeah, I'm not a Dragonborn in this recent one that I'm doing. I agree to an extent because I have played games like The Witcher and even Fallout and I feel overwhelmed. However, for some reason, and I really don't know why, I've never felt that way in Skyrim. Yeah. I, I And I don't know what they did, what level of kind of storyline they they created, but I've never sincerely felt overwhelmed in Skyrim. I've never felt that there are so many things that I just don't know which to tackle or Same. how to tackle. Mm-hmm. I think because I've always been interested enough in one thing specifically yeah. that it's driving me. And when that's complete, I always have a number two on my list. Like, I don't know. I think it's just really well written. Yeah, I think it's something to do with the way the game is made. I just walk up to somebody and when they're like, oh, do you want to do a quest? I like back out of it. I don't even answer. So it doesn't come up on my list of things to do. I'm like, I don't, I want, I want like three or four things and that's it. I'm going to really complete right now. I'm following the thieves guild or something like this, but. Speaking of having four or five things on your list of things that you want to do in games, mm. you guys have a lot of things going on. Yeah, yeah. we've got so many things going on. We got like cool I band need to clean stuff. The kitchen. I need. Oh to yeah, at the house. Do yeah, my laundry. Doran doesn't like having multiple things on his plate here. He likes to focus on one item. It's a really focused craftsman. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That being said, we do we still have the mystery of this house. Well, I mean, I've got all these ledgers that we found in a locked box. And oh, is that what they are? Those those black books? Yeah, I can comprehend some languages and see if we can figure out what's going on in there with the the rest of these cultists we're up to. Sure, we've got lots of time for a ritual. Um, yeah, you are able to decipher what's inside these three slim black leather bound books. Black is very slim. It is. <laughs> These ledgers outline the legitimate business dealings of the Hamperat Villa. Looks like they're mostly art dealers. They have recent dealings with merchants in Waterdeep, Bryn Shander, and Everland. Awesome. It's heavy in vases. (laughs) Honestly, it's exactly my kind of details. It's like, oh... Art dealers, if I didn't already kind of hate these people, I might like them. Mm-hmm. There's definitely parts of this that Jack's going to, you know, scroll away for his own, like, oh, if I'm ever in Everland, who are these people dealing with? But uh, Yeah, who are, who are supplying the vases? Yeah, you know, keys to their art object empire. Yeah. You guys also had quite a bit of time yesterday in between helping fixing up the villa with Thalus, the kid, <laughs> to spend some time with your magic items. You found a lot of interesting things in yes. this. Yes. We've got Who? the magical pipes, the mace, the shield. Yeah, who's interested in what right now? I'm going to take a bite of those pipes. <laughs> Wait, Take a what? bite of them? Yeah, I, want, I would probably look at the pipes. I mean, being the most musical of the group, he says, looking at Kraloth's tambourine. And looking at Orin. And Orin, the, <laughs> the bard. He's not going to do it. Orin's. <laughs> but I would. I would I would sleep with the magical pipes and wake up feeling that I know them better. Yeah. Just like real life. Okay, so these are pipes of haunting. Ooh. Ooh. 
And this may put a little bit of a damper on things, but you must be proficient with wind instruments to use these pipes. They have three charges. You can play them as an action to create a spellbinding tune where each creature within 30 feet of you would need to make a wisdom saving throw or be frightened for a minute. Wow. Hey, Oren, do you, um, are you proficient with woodwinds? Of course I am, Mr. Red. Here you go. And I throw the magic items, like just toss them at him. No, catch the, that's <laughs> He ducks. And Doran catches them. <laughs> Here, Red, please. <laughs> Be careful with this stuff. And he hands the pipes to Orin. He puts them to his mouth like he's about to play them. No, 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 not yet. Uh, They're pipes of haunting. So when you play them, you get to do some magic. Uh, Mm. Just be careful. It makes you useful. Yes. (laughs) Can't have that. Ouch. Useful in a mechanical sense, not in a narrative sense. Kraloth (laughs) is uh, drawn to the shield, naturally, and he uh, sits down with it and admires it and prays with it and meditates on it, then uses it as a uh, toboggan a little bit. Oh, good. Yeah, that's actually how you tune to this shield is tobogganing. (laughs) It's not until the tobogganing happens that you actually attune to it. You're like, Um, aha! When you trust it with your life for real, going down that steep hill, the snow splattering in your face, that's when you really feel like you... What the hell is snow? How long have we been here? That's how Legolas tests shields. Just like throws it downstairs and lands on it. Okay, that's a good shield. Downstairs. Lord of the Rings classic going on. As you spend an hour... Attuning to this item, you recognize this to be a plus one shield of revival. If you die while wearing this shield, having it equipped, you are instantly revived with one hit point. Oh, Oh. man. Kraloth, I can't imagine how you would ever use that shield. (laughs) Definitely not for you, Kraloth. Give it to Auron. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, do we we give it to the healer? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Kraloth. Always yes. Okay. Like you always give it to the healer. <laughs> Not only do you go down the most, but you're the most important person to stay yeah. up. Yeah, I I 100% agree with that. Well, because I can use I can no because I can definitely. I can revive other people. Yeah, that's exactly. True. Which means if you go down, you can come back and revive another person if they have fallen. Always you. Is it single use or is it? Uh... Yeah, it's just once. Let's put it this way: the first time you die while you're holding <laughs> the shield, you're revived with one HP. Awesome. Now, if I use up my charge and then give it to Doran, does he get a a free revival? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. So, like, Doran's at, like, one HP and just like, here, take my shield. Unless we fill a soul stone. But you'd have to attune to it. <laughs> oh, right. I think it would be one use per user. Interesting. Oh, my God, my dreams are coming true. It's the sisterhood of the traveling pants. <laughs> traveling shield. The sisterhood yes. of the traveling shield. Pants shields. <laughs> okay, what about this mace? Who wants to uh, attune to the mace to find out what it does? I wouldn't mind attuning to it just to try it out. Cool. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Sure. And I kind of picture this happening. I, I'm looking at it, and as this blacksmith, I'm going, this mace, its craftsmanship is not that unique. However, it's got some pretty incredible points to it. It's like the things that the blacksmith notices is that it's like deceiving to the eye. It's funny that you should say that because this is a plus one mace of deception. Ooh, good Whoa. eye, Doran. That's actually very interesting. So you become proficient in deception as a skill. Wow. If you are already proficient in this skill, you add double your proficiency bonus to deception checks. Additionally, it sheds light. Oh, man. If you remember, it was inside of the angel statue. So... That's right. As an action, its wielder can extinguish or light the mace, and it sheds bright light in a five-foot radius and dim light for another five feet. That is the Mm. coolest weapon I've ever heard of indeed. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. So like the edges, maybe they're a little bit dull, but when you step back, it's almost like a ghostly shadow that makes the edges look super pointy. But as you Mm -hmm. get up close and as you touch them, they're not like, you know, they're still sharp, but they're just not as perfect as they looked. It's funny. When I described the item at first, I said that there were blades on the end of it. And I think that totally makes sense. It looks like it's a bladed weapon, but it is actually just something that you hit someone really hard with. I love the idea, too, that it's always just perfectly lit. It's like the perfect Instagram mace every time just because it sheds its own light in all the right... You know, like it's just... It looks great. You can apply filters. Yeah. So... I'm okay giving it up because it is less damage. You said it's... is it 1d6? Yeah. yeah, it's a 1d6. I mean, it would definitely be a boost to me. Are you proficient in deception? I am not 
proficient in deception. But there was all that lying with the dragon guy. Like I, I think there's a there's a play for like mm. it would be interesting to see Kraloth pick up this mace and like lean into that Ooh. you know side of himself that pulled out this like oh I need to steal this manuscript from this. That's or true. Talk this guy out of this manuscript. I mean he is the grave cleric. It's a bit of a more darker deception. I think Kraloth should take the mace yeah. and the shield. I think so too. And then you can get rid of your non-magical mace. Yeah. You know? Give it to Orin. Here, Orin. Ow! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Orin, you got to start catching better. This is, Path of Adventuring is catching stuff Red throws at you. (laughs) (laughs) So as we're sort of attuning and doing all this discovering of the magical items, you walk into the living room and spread out on the table is all of the loot and the gear that we have taken from the house. And Red is just like finishing counting up. There we go. So after Zolkenshire, we got a fair amount of money and stuff left. Jack, what do you want to do with some of these art objects? I, I'm thinking we leave the tapestries and the rugs since, you know, this is now the base of the Nightstone 4. But but some of these doodads, maybe take a look at them and we can sell them when we head back to Belyard. Yeah, I, th- I think there's good to find the right buyer for some of those if we plan on selling them. They're really lovely pieces. I, I think, you know, they're displayed really nice as much as the Hamperats are you know, as awful as they were, they do have an eye for art. Hump rocks. Uh, except for that statue. You know, you were right to break the wax statue. I'm not going to hold that. I've been waiting to hear you say that. You read, sometimes you've just got good instincts and it takes me a minute to catch up. <gasps> wax statue to me always sounds like a song, like Brass Monkey. Wax statue! <laughs> the funky statue! I see these two jewelry boxes, uh, a bone one, and this one looks like Electrum. They look pretty pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. What, can I, what, what do I know about them? Yeah, absolutely. So the bone jewelry box is worth 10 gold pieces and this is absolutely more than a hundred years old actually this is probably made three centuries ago and it looks like it could have been made by a barbarian artisan you remember having read about the artisans of the thunder beast tribe Right. They're one of the Uthgart tribes. Yeah. There is a renowned artisan from the lost Thunderbeast tribe named Megani the Shepherd. Oh, right. This may have been one of her works. This is this is stunning. This is so Megani the Shepherd was this Thunderbeast tribe barbarian. She crafted all these really cool objects. Some of the coolest pieces we've we've I've ever seen. Yeah? It's it's hard to tell, but this may have been crafted from dragon bone. This is over 300 years old and might be dragon bone. I, you're only going to get 10 gold from it from an untrained eye, but I've already started a bit of a collection with this elk Uthgard utensil. It might be, maybe just put that one in my share. I'll, I'll pay the party for it. I, I, I might be starting a private collection. Sounds good. Next up on Jack's Antique Roadshow, look at this electric box. <laughs> Jack's Antique Roadshow. You know it, man. Well, I was I was honestly thinking I've, I've got this flashback in the future of potential uh, adventure starters where Jack curates a show and we host like a bunch of like hoity-toity elites and dukes and things to check out his collection. This wonderful piece was found in the Northwest section. At some point, we're going to need to go to war and a fundraiser to fund that war might be a thing we need to throw in Waterdeep. <laughs> oh, that in a big sale. Um, sure, of course. Keep it. Jack, I love how inspired and excited you get by all this bullshit. <laughs> so here's this Electrum box. Uh, it's This one looks a little fancier, a little maybe gaudy for my taste. It's also more than 100 years old and came from the area around Luskan, you think it could have belonged to the collection of one Marvin Von Tanner. Jack, do you have an erection? Well, you know, <laughs> I do get a weird association with hands from this box. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really lovely Electrum box from Luskan, Marvin Von Tanner, a very fancy Electrum Smith. You don't hear about Electrum Smith as very often, but... No, you don't. Can I look at that? It looks like this workmanship is a bit crazy. He's whoever made this is a bit bonkers. The Electrum box has pictures of weird clawed hands all over. You know, every surface has got a different finger. It honestly looks like a lot of work, but I'm a little uncomfortable looking at it. I like it. You gonna sell this one? Do you think? Oh, for sure. You're not keeping it. Yeah, I, I think this one has has more widespread appeal than than the other. If we were gonna sell one, I, I think this is the. I, I, I certainly don't need to keep this one. And then there's this cameo in the necklace. Are you okay if I sell them? Oh, yeah. Look, at there's a Tressum on there. They're, they're really lovely pieces, but we got we to gotta 
We gotta fund the war effort, man. Jack's eyes linger on the Tressum for a second. You know, it it's true. There, there's a there's a part of me that's like, oh fuck, I gotta go get Kieran back. Like, that's, that's like leaving this, seeing that Tressum. There's just a like a lingering finger on the on the cameo before he walks away to go find some charcoal and and incense and herbs to spend an hour. What are you talking about, Jack? He's right here. And I bend down and I pick up the fucking house Tressum. <laughs> Isn't this Kieran? <laughs> <laughs> Nope. You also found a very curious box in this mansion, a puzzle box. Right. And on the table as well is the infernal puzzle box. And uh, I would love to investigate the hell out of that. Yeah, I'm really curious too. I think Red is just going to be there with Jack. Okay. If you want to spend one hour holding this puzzle box and trying to open it, you can make an investigation check to try to see if you can accomplish that. I do. Hey, Red, do you want to help me investigate this? Absolutely. Do we get to roll with advantage? Can we both put our hands on it? Can we, like, be holding it together? Yeah, both. One so, the twins activate. So, Jack, why don't you roll with advantage, and we'll see what happens. So I rolled a 19, and my investigate is 7, so 26. I also rolled a 4, so that advantage really helped. You fail to deduce the secrets that are hidden within this oh. box. You are not able to open it. In fact, both of you, please make a wisdom save for me. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. I'm going to use Christopher for this. 11. 12. At least we're in this together, buddy. You know, it's nice not to be alone. Curiosity killed what? <laughs> Who? Huh? You each take 38 points of psychic damage. Oh, Holy fuck. shit. Uh, I have five hit points. <laughs> Holy shit! I have, I have four hit points. Oh my god! So Red just gets blasted back from this thing. Blood is leaking from his nose and his ears, and he's like, Gah! and he whoa, literally turns around and runs in the wall because he's his head is in so much pain and he falls over. Yeah, I, I don't think Jack physically moves. There's just this that like not there when he goes to Kieran. He's just not there at the moment. His ears are ringing. His his eyes are, you know watering he's just everything is leaking off his face it's not good i'm picturing the mundanity of the situation like it's all calm and quiet and kraloth is looking at his reflection in the shield and like hey look i can see myself he's making like funny faces and doran's picking something out of his teeth i was just about to say picking my teeth yeah (laughs) (laughs) is that weird and then you hear a noise from somewhere in the house and you come into the room and you just see the box lying at jack's feet Jack's standing there, stoic and red on the ground with some blood coming out of his like nose and ears like five feet away. Calumvar, preserve me. Holy <laughs> shit, what's going on here? Did you guys have a fight? What's, what's happened? I have some no. theories. The puzzle box, it's... Um, we, we tried to open it and... Wow. My God. I mean, I, I'm at five hit points. I'm on like my last legs. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on death's door. Kraloff immediately walks over and he grabs the box. No, don't don't touch don't, it. Maybe don't touch it. And he looks at it. I'm gonna hold on to this for a while. Yes. Put it in the bag of holding. No, I'm holding on to this. And he stashes it away. He looks at both of you like he's actually angry. And he says, "I can't believe." Gather round, gather round. Come on. And he's going to cast Prayer of Healing. Red like crawls across the floor. He's kind of shaking. You you both don't look good at all. Yeah, so like I'll I'll kneel down and tend to you guys and wipe the blood from your brow and the, <sighs> Perfect. the blood coming out of your ear, Jack. And I'm sorry, Kraloth. It, 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 uh, we didn't even think about it. It's it just... <sighs> God, it, it felt like something was in my brain. It, I could feel fire and... And it didn't seem magical like that. It was it was just a puzzle box. Weird. I've never felt damage like that before. It it it, it. and and similar to Doran's scar on his eye, I feel like Jack and Red have a scar, but like a Psychic mental scar. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but what's kind of nice about it too, as as Jack and Red are continually to kind of build up that friendship, is this is like a shared experience that the two of them. I mean, you don't get 38 damage in one hit that almost kills you without walking away scarred. What if there's just a reflection of the box in our eye? Like, if oh. you look really close in our left eye, you can still like see a reflection I of the puzzle it. box. I like that. Yes. That's cool. That's awesome. From this point forward, the puzzle box, until it is opened, might have a lingering shadow in your psyche where mm. you are compelled to know its secrets. Mm. I like that, too. <sighs> 
I'm just glad that you're both okay. All right. So I think we now have divvied the treasure. We now have taken a moment for ourselves. We've attuned with these items. I think we sort of gather, relax in the living room. And uh, and when we left Balliard last night, uh, Jack and I, we were doing some giant sort of you know, looking around and understanding where they were. And I think now that this has sort of become a safer place, we talk about the bigger question once again. And I think Jack and I probably actually tell them, you know, when we were in Belyard, Jack and I were, were making sure we could keep track of all the giants in the area with my primeval awareness. Yeah, and we did notice right. that were there were some mm-hmm. giants to the south of Belyard that uh, one specifically wasn't moving. I think that's our next move to investigate. I agree. Yeah, that's where you think their headquarters is? Well, I mean, ultimately, we did roll into Belyard, and we said that we would try to tackle the issue. Uh, this is the best lead we have right now, and with this house sort of being secure and and everything that we've gained weighing heavily in our pockets, maybe we should head back to Belyard, sell it, and then head south towards the Giants. I do agree. I think we should go back to Belyard, hmm. get ourselves uh, back in order. I feel like I could go for a bit of a rest mm-hmm. because I haven't really slept very well this past couple of days and we have paid for that room in Belyard. maybe he'll let us honor it from yesterday did you want to stay the night in Belyard tonight you know what yes. yeah i think we've done everything we can here we've spent time fixing up the house thalus feels sort of more at home here uh we have our loot i'm thinking we should head back to Belyard, sell the stuff sleep and then start in the morning off to uh that giant well i'll tell you it's gonna feel good to get on the road again even though we were on the road just yesterday it feels like it's been ages since we've been uh actually going somewhere you know i know You're telling me hey kid and doran gets thalus's attention you gonna be okay here on your own uh you know watching over this place you're not too concerned about someone coming back i think i'll be okay well we might stop in here from time to time i mean i hope so i'll get lonely without you i'll make sure there's some some help coming from the town to help you clean up the place you can't build walls of stone by yourself and just make sure that uh no matter what you've always got some uh those those kegs at least one keg ready for us all right and uh maybe maybe stock the uh stock the pantry back up all right good uh, we're I, I i'm gonna get ready to get going take care good luck thalus we'll see you again hey thalus stay safe bye now keep it cool don't take off your face mask. <laughs> Don't take off your face mask when you're going in public, okay? All right, and I think we head back to Belliard with loot in tow and our uh, bellies and hearts full. You pass by the fenced fields here that lead to Belliard, mm. uh, the cropped autumn grasses, and you, you arrive back in town just past nightfall people are lighting candles and lanterns in their windows and you see the watchful night the place where you had stayed the i guess two nights ago Krayloth, i've been i've been thinking about something you got a minute yeah yeah sure uh, Dorn and i will go sell this loot and we head off to the general store just to sort of convert everything to gold and then we'll go get a pint of something what's up i got this letter of credit from my dad for my birthday and i I feel kind of weird spending it. I don't really know what to do with it. But I, I'm thinking maybe, like, if we could find somebody trustworthy in Belliard, maybe we could put this gold towards looking after Thallus in that house. Hmm. That's uh, quite a considerate uh, use for birthday money. I'd want it to be somebody trustworthy, because it's a lot. Any baker is trustworthy, let me tell you. Any any baker's trustworthy. I'm... Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I think. Kraloth, you've got to trust your gut. Okay. Well, then, in that case, let's go talk to the baker. As you head over the very short walk to the bakery, you see a woman in the front window who seems to be cleaning things down for the night. Uh, The door is still unlocked, but there are no customers inside. And I nudge Jack in the side. There you go. You got a good feeling about her? Mm, I roll insight. (laughs) Natural 20 on Liverless. No fucking way. For real. Uh, So that's, yeah, 25. Yeah, I mean, she's probably stressed out about family situation or other concerns. She doesn't look overworked, put it that way. Uh, And she looks up as you uh, enter the shop. Oh, hello. Hail, madam. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just closing up. We apologize for for coming here so late, but um, we're not going to be here tomorrow. Uh, You see, we're going down south to hopefully take care of this giant problem that has been 
facing your town. You don't say, and she puts down the rag that she was using to clean things up, gives your full attention now. It's actually more about the town than the giants, why we're here. Um, you know the Hamperet house a little ways from here? I do, yes. Recently, they were all attacked, and the former executors of the house are out of the picture. And now there's this boy, Thallus, who's, who's left with the house in a shambles all by himself. No. We've got some money. We, we can see this town could use a boost to the economy recently. We want to help put everybody back to work. Thallus is just a kid, and I'm not sure he could organize the sort of thing we're thinking, but this is a, a letter of credit for a thousand gold that we would like to help people get back to work by building that house together, by you know bringing food in from Waterdeep or wherever else to, to sort of share around. To She looks at you suspiciously. Kraloth rolling over your insight check. This seems to be a woman you can read fairly well. She has never been given something like this in her life before and is distrustful mm-hmm. of positive gestures. I admit this sounds nuts. We're going on Kraloth's gut says bakers are trustworthy, and that's why we stopped here. <laughs> it's a gamble for us. It's a gamble for you, but we'd, we'd love for you to, to sort of be the executor of Hamper at House. I'm, I'm Jack Page. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even introduce myself before we made this offer. I feel... <laughs> Here's a thousand gold. <laughs> like we've done this business deal all backwards. Yes, and, and my name is Kraloth. Charmed. I'm Vethid Dantamovi. Gentlemen, this seems like too good to be true, frankly. My family's been very negatively affected by both the weather and the goings-on with the giant attacks, and uh, it seems like the winter's going to be a bad one from what I can tell. I would be uh, stupid to deny a request such as this. I, I guess all I have to say is thank you. Uh, uh, this town has long needed benevolent investors such as yourselves and I, I i promise you i will do right by this trust take care of yourselves hmm. are those scones i smell so you guys end up back at the watchful night where you see your two companions red and doran curled up in a booth together <laughs> with the remnants of their tankards clutched in their hands and they're fast asleep Mm. All right, morning breaks. It's uh, it's a nice day, actually. It's warmer than you would expect for middle of Marpanoff. And here we are in Belliard. What would you like to do? So we mentioned that there is the giant to the south of town. And I think now that it is past, I'm going to wake up and do my primeval awareness, the mm-hmm. five mile radius, and just ensure the giant that sort of jumped out to Jack and I was Rah! the one that wasn't really moving around. It seemed to be pretty stationary. Is it mm. still in its spot? It is. Ah. Mm. So I'm going to wake the others and say, <sighs> and Red's already like decked out. Like he's ready to travel and he's standing up and he's like, all right, guys, the giant is still there, which means we have a lead. Let's finish up things in town and head off. Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right. Or in the... Uh, crawls out of bed where he was burrowed with the blankets up around his ears and he wipes his bleary eyes. Did you want me to come with you, Master? No, you know what? Look, I think it makes sense for you to stay here for the time being. If this is where the giants are living, it's going to be pretty Mm combat-centric. Why don't you stay here with the horses? We'll go in on foot. And worst case scenario, if we need your help, we'll just come back and grab you. As long as you promise to be safe. No! Danger is my middle name. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've been working on a song. Would Ooh. you like to hear it? Uh, uh, yes. I would love to hear a song. Would love to hear it. Maybe invite Kieran, who we summoned yesterday, to come hang out in my lap for a minute while we sit and listen. Everyone's like brushing their hair, getting ready for the day, and Oren picks up the mandolin and sings. The knights don't for champions and more encountered a ghost from their past. Zolkin the snake convinced them to take vases and tapestries from an abandoned mansion. The place stunk of wealth we entered with stealth. Except for that time we blew up a cabinet of wine And under the ground the champions found The workings and altar of a weird demon cult Hey! Ooh, wow, very good, I mean, Oren. Oh, that's your best Orin. song yet. Oh. I, it sounds like you've put way more effort and thought into that <laughs> than all of your previous songs. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you, Master Doran. I, I, I'm just but a simple bard. Wow. But I did promise you that if you allowed me to follow you along on your journey, that I'd make you into real heroes. You earned it, buddy. You cowered better than all of them. Yeah, be sure to sing that around town a couple times. Yeah. Yes, get a little bit of pomp and circumstance about the Nightstone 4. You know, we're going to go slay some giants. And since you're not coming with us to fight these giants, or, or at least investigate these giants, I'll make sure to try and keep some notes and bring them back to you so you can continue to write these wonderful songs about our, our adventures. He pops off the bed walks over and holds your hands in his and he looks deep in your eyes and says, Master Doran, I would love that. Ah, uh, Doran starts to blush. Don't forget to work on that one about me slaying a giant with one arrow. All right, boys, just so we're all on the same page, we think, based on what we've found on the giants through my primeval awareness and talking to people in town, there is a tower, an old wizard's tower, far off into the woods. I think we should head out that way and speak or kill the giant inside. Let's saddle up and head out. And uh, I say we do that kind of right in the middle of town where people watch us. And it's a bit of a spectacle. You know, these adventurers. Oh, like riding off. And- you yeah, guys? We, we get these spectacle? horses. No. Yeah. We get our horses ready. And, and, you know, we're all like, you know, armored up and we look cool. Yeah, we're going to go kill a hill giant. Bye, people. So you head out of town. You take the road south. And we make quick pace. (laughs) You take the Deseran road south of Belliard, and you travel for about an hour. You spot a crumbling tower atop a hill less than a quarter mile away. It's just east of the road. Crumbling tower over there. Part of its conical roof and outer shell have fallen inward, leaving a gaping hole above which four hawks circle. I'm going to do my primeval awareness to see if there are any more beyond the tower. There's a giant in the tower. Mm. Beyond where you stand, there is another giant to the southeast of you, five miles. But no big congregation. Nope. There is a giant inside. Let's kill it. I think we need to do exactly what we did with the fire giant. I think we need to be very thoughtful about questioning this thing when it is done, especially if there is a high volume of hill giants in this area. And I think we should try to get as close as we can. I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace on all of us, which gives us a plus 10 to our dexterity stealth checks. Okay. Perhaps if we kill this... No, let me rephrase. When we kill this giant... Maybe this is the lair and we can set a trap for the next giant that comes back. Save ourselves a bit of time and energy. Why don't you send Kieran? See if she can't get amongst those crows and look in through the top. Kieran, do you want to go take a, take a look around? Maybe not pretend to be one of those hawks um, just in case they're serving this thing and going to attack you, but, but somewhere that if we see them dive bomb you, we'll, I'll get you out of there. Okay, sure, boss. If you can get a peek inside, that'd be great. So you're going to send Kieran up and over the land toward this tower to circle amongst these birds? I don't think to circle amongst, just to try and land on the tower and peek inside the roof just to see what's going on in there. If I see the hawks try and like hassle Kieran or something, I will I will poof them out of existence and back somewhere near us. Yeah, as soon as Kieran lands on the roof of this tower... All four of those hawks dive on them. As soon as I see the hawks like react, I pull Kieran out of existence and, and back somewhere near us. Catch anything interesting? No. I, I couldn't get close enough. Those birds look vicious. Can I roll a nature check on those hawks to see if they're different? Something seems very odd about them. Sure. No, five. Yeah, you've never seen these birds before. Maybe it's a local thing. Oh, a local thing. I know, I know nature. <laughs> Uh, 18? These are blood hawks. Oh, those are blood hawks. Uh, They're extremely aggressive and territorial. They'll probably attack whoever gets close. They've made quite a lot of noise as well. I could just pick them off. Yeah, but not from here. I mean, we could definitely move up to 600 feet and I could pick them off. That's, that was, yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's more where I was going. Good idea. Let's go. And yeah, we'll stealth up and get to about 600 feet away. Roll stealth checks. So again, this is plus 10 to everybody. Oh. Natural 20. Wow. A 28 for me. Okay. 14 for Kraloth. 28 for me as well. 36. The Bloodhawks circle above 
this old ruined tower. They don't seem to have noticed you. Ooh. Nice. So I am going to take a sneaky attack. I mean, it's not sneaky attack, but uh, I guess a surprise round. Yeah, because you are hidden from your quarry. You get to roll with advantage. And can I help at all in any way? Maybe act as like a something to steady his arm. He's already attacking with advantage. Well, if I stand right in front of him, he can raise his arm on top of him. <laughs> Ghost. I think it's adorable. You can get adorable points. Well, I'm first things first, I'm going to cast Bless on you. As you have stealthily closed the distance between yourself and the tower, maybe about five or ten minutes pass by from when Kieran initially landed on the roof of this tower. While you are standing and discussing your buffs and your dwarf propping actions, you begin to hear a sound coming from the tower. Mm, It's the wandering giant. It is a deep guttural dirge coming from the lips of something huge and horrible. We're still going to do a surprise round of the Hawks, I believe. Okay. So roll initiative. Red? 17. Doran? A 12. Kraloth? 13. Jack? 10. Okay, so Red, you're top of the order. What do you do? I am going to attack one of the hawks. 18 to hit? Yes. 10 damage. You kill it. It falls from the sky in a shower of feathers. And we decided you're like 600 feet away. Yeah. And I will attack again without sharpshooter. Yeah, 25 to hit. You hit? Four damage. You hit one, but it stays in the air. Kraloth? Kraloth's going to cast Aid. He's going to cast Aid as a level three spell. So the three of you get plus 10 to your HP. I have other ways of getting HP myself, too. Thank you. Doran, it's your turn. I will use my combat superiority to give Harlan a plus three damage. Take another shot for me. Thanks, buddy. I like that this is like sniper. Like, it's real quiet, too. Mm -hmm. Hit the one that's not injured. Sure. I mean, 25. That hit. And it's going to do eight damage. You kill it. It falls out of the sky. Jack? Jack is listening really carefully to this big sonorous dirge that whatever is inside that tower is singing as it echoes through these stones and like funneled out. As soon as one of the birds gets murdered, it stops. The sound stops. While it was happening, did I pick up any words in the song? Did I pick up any intonations that sounded magical? I'm just, can I learn anything from that song? Roll insight, please. Love to. Uh, 15. That's the sound of a giant crying. Really? Hmm. I'd frame this differently. Yeah. Any type of giant or... You can't tell. Baby giant. All right. That was a giant crying that just stopped. Hmm. Maybe it doesn't like the hawks either. Perhaps. Did it start after the first one went down? The crying started after you guys had spent some time traveling towards the tower. And once you got in position and sort of hanging out, it's th- then the sound started. I think maybe once these hawks are dead, we should hide because we have passed without trace and then let it start crying again before, you know what I mean? Like see what it was doing. Red, it's your turn. I will fire at the last two. The first, the one that I've already damaged. And that is a hit. Five damage. You kill it. It explodes in a shower of feathers and blood. And I'll attack the last one, which is a 19 to hit. Uh-huh. And that is going to be... 15 damage. There was never a hawk. It dies. Perfect. And then I think I'm going to put my bow down, turn to the others, and just say, let's just hang out a minute. I'm, I'm curious what that crying was. Hmm. Kraloth is going to squint his eyes and peer up to the top of this tower, pulls his night goggles like up higher on his head, and is just going to do a perception check. 13 to see if he can see anything in the like kind of opening as you spend some time examining this tower you see that there is a large boulder rolled up and leaning on one of uh, the rocks of its foundation oh there's a boulder up there it might be a trap steer clear of that kieran do you want to go take another look now that there's no hawks to bug you not really but i will thanks kieran They take to the sky, do a reluctant circle of the party, and then slowly flap toward this old tower. Unhindered by bloodhawks, Kieran does a lazy circle of the tower and then slowly returns. There's a giant in there, boss. What kind of giant? It's a hill giant. All right. Anything distinctive about it that you saw? First woman I've ever seen. I I think we've got to approach. It's it's a... 
It's a hill giant woman in there. Did they did they say it was an adult? As far as Kieran could tell. I, let's let's take a closer look. Do you have to see to send a message? I mean, no. Maybe if we get within 120 feet, you can just say, you know, are you okay? Hello? You know, maybe before we approach. Sure. Just in case. I mean, it's still a giant. Yeah, let's let's get within 120 feet. So you guys stealth? Yeah, yeah. we'll stealth forward. Why don't you roll stealth check? Group check. Are we adding Ooh. into this? Oh, Ten. shit. Natural one from Kraloth. No, no shit. Natural one from Jack. What? Yeah, no. Yeah. For shame. Two at the same time. Yep. We're just a I mean, couple of magoos. Yeah, it's like 13. But still yeah. 13 and what? 10. Very sad. A very sad roll. 34 for me still. And 19. So Doran and Red stealthily approach the old tower while Kraloth and Jack somehow trip on each other yes. and fall down screaming. Okay, you stay. You you hang out 120 feet away. Maybe there's like a tussock of grass that you all fold yourself in and amongst. Yeah, and and I'll pull out my crystal orb and I will whisper to it, um, "Hello, are you okay?" And that message disappears into the ether to be heard only by the ears of the giant woman inside. In giant. In giant. The giant woman inside. Everyone hears. Huh? <laughs> are you hungry? Mook hungry. Mook. How long have you been here, Mook? Who are you? Did you kill Bird? We're friends. Friend of Moog? We want the best for Moog. Yes. Roll a persuasion check. Oh, it's my favorite skill. Can I skill. give him help? Can I be like, this is coach how me. you say it? Yeah, can I like coach him? So what do you say? I'd be like, tell, tell, tell her we're here to help. And, and, and when you say it, think of holding Torin's hand. That's what I always do. Not Torin, but someone else. Kraloth is going to mutter a prayer to Kelimvor to help guide Jack's tongue. So roll with advantage because of Red's assistance and give a d4 for the guidance. Moog, we have food, but you need to tell us where the rest of the giants are. Chief God take Moog boyfriend. Moog husband. She's the worst. Chief Gah bad. Something bad should happen to Chief Gah. Yeah. We make bad things happen. We could do it for you. Yeah. Get Moog's husband back. Yeah. Where's Chief Gah? We look up. Hear this crashing sound from inside the tower. Yeah! Get Rock! Get Rock back for Moog! Rock, get Moog food! Doran's sitting there and he's like hearing the one sided conversation that Jack is having. And then there's like this far off loud screaming from the tower. I don't hear the other side of the conversation. Like, yeah. Just hear screaming from this tower, and then Jack talking to himself. And it's only the target of, of the... So it's just me whispering to this orb, but you can't even make out the words. It's just like, yeah. which way do we go? More crashing from within the old tower, and then the boulder rolls away. And you see her, this huge hill giant. She actually looks a little bit worse for wear. She's not starving by any means, but she's looking a little slender. And uh, she casts around wildly before her eyes land on you, and she's taken aback. <laughs> you small folk! It's a trick. It's it's to help us get Chief Gur. Uh, they'll uh, they'll never expect us. I know, like small folk. You're speaking giant, aren't you? Yeah, I'm speaking giant. I must be a giant. I'm you, very far away. You you baby giant. Very far away, baby giant. But very strong. Can get Chief Gur. Show Moog how strong. Show Moog. Why are you just making an illusion that, that we're a big person? Because it's a very minor illusion. I'll jump up on Kraylaw's shoulders. Actually, so yeah, the, the, the two of you are on top of your shoulders. Five foot cube on top of that is big, scary, giant face that, but that I think looks like the handsomest hill giant I can imagine being like growling and being like, we're going to fuck up Chief Gur. And then, like, my stockiness and Kralos' stockiness stacked on top of each other. That's, like, what, 12 feet tall plus a square, uh, like, a head, you know, it, yep. to a blind, half-blind giant. Might, Far away. Might really look like it. 
Plus We're powerful. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> While they're doing this, I, I'm going to sneak towards the tower, just past her, and I'm going to I'm going to cast detect magic. Yeah, she takes like a few steps hesitatingly toward uh, your party as you slip by her. Um, yeah, easily, and and as she says, bring bring Moog food, bring Moog hungry. Uh, you you make your way into the bottom floor of the tower. Um, there's a lot of rubble on the ground of the lower level of this tower. As you look up, you see a huge hole in the ceiling. The roof is all collapsed in, so all this rubble is from detritus from the roof collapse. There are some arrow slits around, so you can just sort of keep an eye on what's going on with your party as you're inside here. And the glow of magic comes from the floor tiles. There's a cracked floor tile, and you see it. There's like an aura of magic emanating. Fuck yeah. I reach down and I grab it. You sift through these cracked floor tiles and find a hidden compartment. There's a chest here. Yeah, I'm going to open it. Is that a nice chest? You find a magic ring and some magic armor. I'm going to quickly just dump into the bag of holding and get out of the tower. Okay. Just like slink back to these guys. Rock will bring Moog food once we free him. Yeah. Yeah. Rook not know why he with Guh. Guh bad. Which way? Where's Guh? I show you. I show you. And she stomps toward you slowly. You hide and we'll follow you. That way they'll never expect us. I not want to go. Okay, then just show us. I, I show you. Yeah. You get Rook. Well, we'll get Hrok, don't worry. First you get food for M- Moog. Brock's gonna get food. Food for Moog! Alright. Oh, Moog, I love ye so much. Thank you to Kellen Holman, Christopher Ryan Evans, and of course, Adam Frey for being our great Old One Patreon supporters. You make it worth living. See you soon! Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.